Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We got something super, super important to talk about, about overcoming today's entrepreneurial epidemic, and we will dive into that in just one second. Speaking of entrepreneurs, I see him cresting the horizon on his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. The one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Cresting over the hill, holding his tips. Tips. (laughs) Plural. Dude, I love that you're wearing the t-shirt today, and I got a surprise for you. Under my hoodie. Oh, just the tips and swag. There we go. Yeah. This is this is almost going to be legacy swag. This is like antique. This is collectors soon because we have uh, yeah. maybe some new stuff coming. Right? No, we got we got some cool new designs coming out. Um, if uh, if you guys want one of the OG ones and one of the new ones, di- write in or dial in. Call us today. Anybody who calls today. Is gonna get a free T-shirt, okay? Oh. Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me pull up the number here. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Dan. Um, 888-627-6008. If you're international, we'll still send it to you. Three two three seven four 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 eight three one. Anyone who calls in on today's show gets a legacy T-shirt and one of the new uh, one of the new ones that nobody's even seen yet. Besides yeah, it you and even me, exist. You'll get like number one print yeah. run number one. Do you have any idea how valuable that T-shirt's going to be? I, I hear just the mention of it. The price is shooting up faster than Bitcoin right now. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the bids right. are coming in to get version one, just yeah. the tip T-shirts. Yeah, in six months' time, it will take one Bitcoin to buy one T-shirt. That's going to be the conversion rate there. Yeah, and we all know what happened with the crypto stuff. Don't miss out on the T-shirts. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, yeah. so we uh, we have a we have a different sort of topic today. Yes. Than, uh than we usually talk about. And we've we've presented this as possibly the biggest epidemic facing entrepreneurs today. Indeed. And it's it's not what it's it it's not health related. It's not something like, you know, you gotta go get a vaccine for it's nothing like this. You don't have to stop traveling. Well, maybe you should stop traveling. Um, but uh, but one of the thing that we're gonna talk about today really is costing everybody who uh who falls prey to this so much money so much time so much energy and you can actually dramatically increase the size of your business by dealing with this epidemic straight on should yeah, i should, are you going to what do you want to say about this before we actually say what it is well i i also think as well i i think i think it i think it would be justified to go another step here and say this is quite probably something that very few people don't struggle with mm. or don't at least encounter at some point. Yes. And I think, you know, a lot of people stay stuck with it and don't actually get out of it. 
And a lot of people do get out of it, but they still find that they will revisit this problem. So yeah. I, I don't think there's a single person listening or watching right now that's not going to resonate with what we're going to talk about. So I think it should be a great show. Yeah, I think so, too. So what we're talking about, uh, I don't have a drum roll here. I'm going to need to get like a sound effect. You do have drums. I do. They're all the way in the back, though. I'd have to get off the this mic. I'd true. have to go do my own drum roll. It'd be super anticlimactic. So I'm just going to say um, the number one thing that we believe is slowing entrepreneurs down today is shiny object syndrome sos Ooh, sos indeed sos all right so what so like what is shiny object syndrome you want to you want to give people uh, a clue as to what we're talking about here yeah i guess like the the way in which i would interpret shiny object syndrome is is a is like a constant distraction or an attraction to something that looks exciting new you know potentially you know something that's going to make your fortune or something, some kind of attractive, appealing looking thing that ultimately more often than not is pulling you completely away from what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the lure of the easy path. It's the, yeah. the idea that there's a silver bullet out there that you haven't found. It's the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> yes. You know, one of my uh one of my favorite things to say is the grass is greener on the other side of the fence because it's fertilized with bullshit. Oh um, <laughs> and, I like and, that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh, but but this is uh this is a real, real issue because most of us would make much faster progress by executing on what we have in front of us instead of stopping. And then going over here and starting something else that sounds exciting. And I think, um, and there's a couple of things that I really want to get into on this topic today with you. Um, one of them is the whole reason, like, why does this happen in the first place? You know, so I'm, as you know, I'm very much a, let's get to the root of the problem type of guy. Oh, I thought he was going to say douchebag. Right. No, I, that as well. Absolutely. Right. Only right. guilty by association though. <laughs> particularly when I do this show. Damn it, you're too quick. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but if we want to get to the root of the problem, like because I think it's one thing to say, okay, stop chasing shiny objects, and everyone's gonna be like, ah, like I know I should stop chasing shiny <laughs> yes. objects, right? But there's a reason why we do it, right? And True. and I want to I want to be totally clear. I know exactly zero entrepreneurs <laughs> who don't struggle with shiny object syndrome. Yeah, me myself too. I think I think even the ones that I might even perceive like no, they're the rare person. They seem because I think we could all probably name a few people. I mean, we've had guests like this on the show that I look at them sometimes and I think like you are so focused. You never appear to be distracted. Like you it, like I just have this vision that you wake up at like 6 a.m. You're in the office. You've got your jobs done and you're just almost like a robot. I see these rare people like that, but I bet still deep down they have their moments. Their like moments. I bet they're still there. They just they're just minimal, but they still have them. So I think, well, you know, I think it would be right that zero yeah. percent of people don't struggle with this. But, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. You know, one of the things. So I, I, I massively had struggled with these problems when I was first starting in business. It was like everything I saw was like a shiny object, a silver bullet. It was like, well, that's got the answer to everything I ever want. And I just kept doing this for, for at least four years, actually. And I used to think, like, I'm sure 
when you're successful and you've got the financial success behind you, the business success, that probably those problems go away. And I actually think it's the opposite now. They get worse. I think it does get worse because yeah. I think you actually, once you start learning what you're doing in business, you now start seeing all the opportunity that does actually exist. And almost it's almost like every possible thought you have becomes a shiny object because you know deep down there is probably something valuable in, in a lot of the ideas you have, but it yeah. can be a real problem. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think it does increase. Um, uh, it increases with success and the ability to create success because then you see, you start seeing more possibility and more opportunity everywhere. Yes. And, right. Like we were just talking before we got, before we got on the show um, about the new t-shirts with, uh, with our producers, uh, Dan and Doug. And they're like, oh man, the new t-shirts are awesome, which they are. So you should call in they really and get are. one. Um, but, but the comment was, oh, we should turn those into mugs. I was like, oh, we could turn those into mugs. And then in five seconds, in my mind, we've got a Shopify store. We're selling merchandise. Like it's an entire industry, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Because like once you figure out how to sell stuff, then you're like, wait, what can't I sell? Right. 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 And, uh, and I've, you know, I've sold, <laughs> sold everything online from flowers to hats, to paintings, to info products, to like, you name it. And so he's like, oh, you should sell mugs. I'm like, that's a great idea. Wait, I'm getting on a show right now to talk <laughs> about shiny object syndrome. I got to be careful. Right. And, and sometimes Sometimes these things do have real strategic value, and so you should you should entertain them. But I think that's um, I think that's one of the one of the critical pieces is is what is what you're trying to say yes to, or the shiny object, as it were. Is it does it strategically align with what you're currently doing, the path that you're currently on, or is it a detour? And I think sometimes that's hard for people to answer. Um, and so I'm curious, like, how do you define the shiny object? Mm, it's a good question. Cause I think, you know, looking back, I, I would say like 10, 15 years ago, it was for me at the beginning of my journey, maybe it was right to say yes to almost everything because I didn't really know what I was doing or what direction I was going to go. And so it was like, okay, let me try everything and just see, see where I end up and see, see where I feel good about and see where I want to pursue. But I think today it's more a case of saying no to everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of gone the opposite way. So I think, what what was the question? Oh my <laughs> what god! Did you, what did you? Just... Somebody get me a new co-host, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you define it? Well, well, you brought you up define... you brought up an interesting thing though. Um, with 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 what you just said, and I think that when you're starting out, you have there's a different goal in mind when you're starting out, right? Like if I'm, you know, I have no business no, no sort of, uh, you know, side hustle or anything like that, then you should be in somewhat of an exploration stage. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and when you're exploring, you're finding things that interest you, you're finding things that the market wants and so on. And the goal of that exploration stage really at the very beginning is, uh, you know, in the, uh, the VC world, they call it product market fit. Right. Right. We got a cool product or service, like whatever it is, we found a market and there's a fit between those two things, right? And and you know you have a product market fit when people are buying your thing and you're yeah. able to replicate the sales, right? It's not just like a fluke. It's not just 
a one-off thing. And trying to get to that product market fit sometimes, in most cases, in fact, requires an extraordinary sense of experimentation and exploration. And so in that case, you know, the the shiny object syndrome might be a good thing. True. Right? Yeah. But once you establish your product market fit, then you stop needing to be quite as experimental with certain things and you have to become more disciplined with saying yes to ideas or no to ideas. And then there's other things that you start experimenting with, like how do you optimize and how do you grow past where you are already? And at that point, that's where you got to be like, all right, is this part of our core or is, uh, is this a distraction? And I think that's where, um, uh, that's where it's really important to, to kind of understand the difference and where you are right now. Mm, And yeah. You know, when whether shiny object syndrome is bad for you or it's like yeah. kind of okay for you at that point. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I think it could be simple just to say like if you, I suppose if you don't, if you can't sit there and say like, oh yeah, I have a plan right now. I have a plan to follow. You know, if you're kind of in this phase where you're starting out and you're looking at options and pursuing things and you're almost in a in a phase of discovery, I suppose, where it's like, I, I don't really have a plan right now. I know I want to do something. I don't really know what that thing is yet. And so I'm looking at different things. Then, yeah, maybe the approach of like looking at what we might perceive in different scenarios as shiny objects might well be valid, might well be worthwhile. But, yeah, I think like you say, once you can kind of feel like, OK, I, I have an idea of what I'd like to do. You know, I have an idea of the direction I want to go in and what I want to accomplish. You know, once you start to piece things together I think this is where it starts to become more and more important that the focus starts to come in, you know, that channeled focus to say like, right, you know, anything that comes along that isn't directly contributing towards moving me closer towards where I now want to go, then that's got to be deemed as like, okay, it's a distraction or it's a shiny object. And I think one of the, it's not about necessarily saying no forever to things, is it? Mm -hmm. No, that's one of the things that I've learned because I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of fear attached to a shiny object in the sense of a fear of loss, a fear of missing out, a fear of saying no to something that in our head we're telling ourselves, this might be the one or this might be the thing. This might be the answer. You know, this might have all, everything that I want. But I think, you know, unfortunately, if you keep chasing those, oh, this might be, this might be, unfortunately, you just end up continuing running around, right? It's like you're chasing your tail. It's like a dog running in circles. Well, um, so, so two things. So first we're doing, we're doing a t-shirt giveaway here for those of you guys who are listening. So the first, uh, first three people to comment or call today, uh, will get a t-shirt. You'll get one of the old ones that Dean and I are sporting today. Give us your tips. And then we've got a brand new, uh, brand new design, um, which is pretty sick. It is. Pretty uh, awesome. And, uh, and these are like not the kind of crappy burlappy, scratchy t-shirts. I, I refuse to wear clothes that are scratchy or gross. Yes. Yes. Um, these great. are like really great, like super soft, like tri blend, like whatever all that cool stuff is. Um, so comment, call. We want to give you guys some t-shirts. We want to hook you guys up. Um, so, so, uh, so, I think one of the uh, one of the other things about shiny object syndrome that we need to talk about here is the the myth 
that there's an easy path. Right. Okay. Cause I think deep down, all of us are like, that looks easier than what I'm doing. I'm going to yeah. do that instead. Right. Well, I think, I think you raised a really important thing. Cause I think <clears throat> like even the most seasoned people that have gone through hell and back to build successful empires and whatever, like there isn't a single person that doesn't want the greatest result with the minimum amount of effort required. Like who does not want that? Like, if I want to lose weight or get in shape, what am I going to look for? I want the easiest way of doing that with the minimum amount of efforts. Like I want the fastest and easiest way to get in the shape that I want in business. I want the fastest and easiest way to get the results that I yeah, want. Like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I want that? So by nature, we're, we've got a battle. Even no matter how good you are at this stuff, how strict you are, how focused the battle is always going to be there because I, I believe that's ingrained in our DNA. Nobody says, well, I know the result I want and where I'd like to go. What's the what's the most difficult way of getting there? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like I'd like the most challenging path to get to my destination. I yeah. want I want hills. I want fences. I want turbulence. I want rough, raw, SAS style. I want, I want warriors with flaming swords trying to chop my head off on the way to get there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So ingrained in our DNA, our every being is the outcome we want with the least amount of effort required in the fastest time possible. Yeah, ab absolutely. I just, I got to laugh. We got a couple comments here. Um, but one person said I'm in for a t-shirt and to be your replacement for Dean. So, <laughs> so just, you know, you got a target on your back now, buddy. He um, says, you know me, I mean, your mastermind, James. So yeah. You've, you've, so you've brought your friends here to basically get rid of me off the show. That's what's happening here. Hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're right about this whole path of least resistance thing. And we're sort of wired for that. But the, the trouble becomes when we think there is an easy path versus a path that's not going to require work. Because it doesn't matter what business you're in or what you're doing. You have to find customers. You have to sell those customers things. You have to have good service delivery. Like all of these elements are true. And some businesses are seductive because they look to be easier from the outside. But then when you get inside, you're just like, oh man, there's a whole bunch of problems here that I didn't anticipate. Right. Yes. Um, like you got you guys have an e-commerce business, and you know, you know, I think uh, you know, it's faster to get to a higher level of revenue with, with a product, right. um, a product that people want, obviously, but the cost on those products, the key, you know, keeping inventory in the cash flow required, like all this, like there's pros and cons to everything. And I think that we get seduced by, uh, shiny objects because we don't thoroughly evaluate mm. the, the good, the bad, the ugly that goes along with everything. Cause you could have something that's got like all this good stuff that you see on the outside, but then there's all this ugliness or stuff that you'd rather not have to deal with after you get involved. And you're like, Oh man, like if I only knew and case in point to some of the stuff that we've been talking about a lot lately, the other reason that you get seduced into this is because everybody on social media isn't <laughs> posting about all the crap that they're dealing with in their business. They're like, Oh, I found the perfect business. <laughs> really? You did, huh? <laughs> That's so amazing. True. 
It's so true. It's so true. And this is a, you know, there's another side to this discussion that we that we can obviously definitely get into. And, you know, you and I both have also, you know, we've, we've got different ventures we're involved in. And one of those businesses that you and I both have uh, independently is a sort of more training, coaching, consulting type business. You know, we yep. both have digital based products. We both have, you know, consulting higher end type stuff. And, you know, you and I, you know, are two people that can sit here and be proud of the fact that we know and we can stand behind ethically everything that we do and not only what we do, but the way in which we present and sell what we do. Yeah, I think it would be very fair to mention alongside this shiny object syndrome that, yes, this is something that we as an entrepreneur have to battle and struggle with in our own quest of creating the life that we want, building the business that we want. But we also have the external battle as well as the internal, because the external fights that we have is that coupled together with what I've just said, that internally, all of our desire is to get the best result with the least amount of effort deep down. But the problem is, is that there are a lot of people that are willing to sell into that desire. Yeah. There yes. are a lot of people that are going to spoon feed you happily day after day. Yeah. The desire that deep down you have that I want the best result with the least effort. There is no shortage of people that are going to come along and say, just like you've said, I have the perfect answer with the least amount of effort. It's your lucky day. And they're going to spoon feed you that crap. $20 at a time, $30 at a time, <laughs> $10,000 at a time, 10,000 at a time. And they're more than happy to sell into that desire. So I think there's another factor at play here that means we've got an internal battle of shiny objects and we have the external factor of the actual shiny objects themselves. Some of them yeah. in this sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit about how do you manage this? I don't think you cure shiny object syndrome. I think you no. manage it. Oh and, yes. Agreed. You know, cause it doesn't, it doesn't go away. And, and like you said, the very, even the most insanely successful people that I know still are like, all right, shiny object, not today. Right. Like there's, <laughs> there, there's this t-shirt I've seen. It says like, not today, Satan. It's like, <laughs> not today, shiny object. Like I'm going to stay the course, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, cultivated discipline. Um, but I think there's some ways to, to help cultivate that discipline. Um, and, and first and foremost, the very, the very number one thing that comes to my mind is what is your goal? You know, like what yeah. is your, what is your goal? If the more you're clear on your goal, your outcome, what you're trying to achieve, the less likely not, you know, it's never going to happen, but the less likely you're going to become subject to going off on some rabbit trail somewhere because something seemed a little bit easier than what you were doing right now. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a fantastic point to start with. Cause I think this is what we, uh, I think this is why it's probably tougher at the beginning because we don't actually yet know where we're going or what we want. You know, we've yeah. never actually sat down a lot of times when we're first starting out to think like, why am I actually doing this? You know, what am I actually doing this for? What's the end goal? You know, what's the driver? What's the motivator? Because I think a lot of times we'll have surface level stuff. You know, yes. it's like, you know, for me, surface level 15, 16 years ago, oh, I'm sick of not having enough money to go on vacation with my friends. Like there was there was there was like the the big reason in the world. Like, no, no, I want to build a business. No, I want to make an impact in the world. Nothing. Like straight, straight up, 
I want to make more money to go on holiday with friends more. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, where which really deep down, you know, that's not going to see you through the tough times, is it? You know, I want to make more money. I hate my boss. They they may or may not see you through. You know, so I think you've got to. It's so important to establish as soon as you possibly can getting to the core of what it is you actually want to do. And then I put together with that, like, what are the real core reasons why you actually want to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is actually, a, there must be about 600 copies around, but one of, oh, one of the chapters in my book, I give this analogy of doing this. In fact, you've probably got more than me, James. <laughs> After you hid them all over my house, we're still, we're still finding them. They're like they're like Christmas tree needles coming out of the carpet seven months later after Christmas has come come and gone. <laughs> That's incredible. But inside of in in one of the chapters of the book, I I actually got the reference from uh, the movie Shrek. You know, we're like peeling off the layers of an onion. It's like eventually you get to the core of the onion. And that's kind of what I always look at that we have to do is like you have these surface level outer reasons that you tell yourself of why you're doing what you want to do. But oftentimes, th- these aren't the real drivers, you know, and, and sometimes it takes getting, I think, like really vulnerable with yourself. Because I think one of, the, one of the things that I think a lot of people do, we BS ourselves. We, we, we refuse to be really raw and honest with ourselves, not with others. Like I'm talking about with ourselves. Any, you know? lie, any lie that you're telling other people, you first tell to yourself. Like first you have to Definitely. sell yourself on that. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think if, if you can get down to that core, core reason, you know, that you, you need, in my opinion, you need something so strong, so compelling that drives you to do this, that you literally do wake up in the morning and you don't need an excuse to, you don't need to muster up like, oh, I can't, I don't want to get out of the bed today. Like you need a driver so exciting that before an alarm even goes off, you're out and you're getting ready. You're in the shower because you can't wait to get back to doing mm-hmm. that thing that you were doing. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think absolutely. without that, you know, I, I bet you've had times, James, you know, where you've had that and you've had that feeling. And I bet you've had times where you don't have that feeling. And it is infinitely harder to stay focused and not get distracted when you lack that clear driver, that clear, motivating, compelling reason why you want to do the things you claim to want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I get a couple thoughts in that. First, uh, just a shout out to Ben. Hey, it's Ben. Good to What's see up, you. man? Uh, keep the comments coming, you guys. We're giving away T-shirts today. Um, so, uh, you know, I think I think one of the other things that sort of gets in people's way with things is believing. So I agree with I agree with what you just said. Thank about, you. Like you need that driver. Hold hold on for a second. I'm also going to disagree with what you said. Okay. Not okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, I didn't want you to think like you're just getting a hall pass. I thought we were going to have a moment there where we were no. getting on and vibing Dude, together. Dude, I, I don't even need to have a moment. I got a guy listening here. He's ready to replace you in like five seconds. Like, <laughs> we're just going to go I'm straight at it. I'm prove my worth right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. Thanks to J-Rock in the comments there. <laughs> I know. It's like an episode of Gladiator or something. So, um, so I think that you're absolutely right. Like, you do need a driver that you are excited about, right? That gets you up in the morning. You can't wait to do it. The, the challenge is thinking that every single day your motivation is going to be high uh, and it's going to be constant because it's not right. You, you're there's like these phases, like you study like motivational theory, which I'm sure you're reading at, you know, at night before you go to bed as well. Um, little bit I sleep just to read that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Behavioral motivational theory, like 17th edition. 
Um, so, uh, so anyway, the, uh, the thing is in the beginning of anything, it's exciting, right? There's like, ah, like it's new, it's fresh. It's like, ah, it's like, it's sexy. I can't wait to talk about it. Like you won't shut up about it. Right. And, and it's the same, like, um, you know, any, anybody who's, you know, fallen in love and been in a relationship, like the, the beginning of that relationship is intoxicating. Right. And it, and it doesn't mean that after that sort of intoxication wears off, the relationship sucks. It just means that at the beginning of these things, there's like this, this surge of excitement and, and that's expected and that's good, but there's going to be a dip in that motivation, right? Because then it's going to become real. You're going to be like, oh man, like this is what it really takes to make this thing successful. This is what it really takes to get things to the next level. And I think the people who can stay focused and avoid falling prey to, uh, to shiny object syndrome are the ones who find joy in the discipline of being consistent. Oof, one of those sick, twisted individuals that finds pleasure in that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh man, like it, it feels good to work towards what I'm working towards, right? I don't need that rush of endorphins and dopamine and all that stuff all the time. It's yeah. awesome when we have those victories and we want that. But but that if you think that that's the way it's always supposed to be every single day, then oh, you're naturally yeah. going to be looking for these shiny objects because you're going to think that the thing that I have is wrong or not a good fit because I'm not feeling that way because you have this unrealistic expectation about what it's supposed to be like. Oh, such, such a good... In fact, you know what? Just listening to your wise words there, my friend, you've just reminded me of a conversation I had with, I was having with uh, with Robin, my wife. And before um, you get into that, this guy's coming on you all like he wants to know if he can ride in on your horse. Whoa, we haven't even we haven't even let the horse visit the show yet. I know, I know. Let alone start passing him around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, ben says, uh, "What t-shirt up for grabs?" Ben must have tuned in a little late. Yeah, there. yeah, uh, dude. We're uh, we're, we're going to send you a t-shirt, Ben. Make sure yeah. uh, those of you guys who are commenting and all that stuff, make sure you stick around so we get your uh, your details to send your t-shirts. We're pumped yeah. to do that. Yeah. Well, I know Ben, so uh, so oh, he's can... one he's one of yours. He's so we both well, like, have ties. I, I started messaging people. I'm thinking James is ganging up on me here. He's brought his crew <laughs> to, the, to the to the stream. Yeah. I'm like, I need some friends. I need some friends to come and help out. <laughs> but uh, but no, so we don't get off track. Just jumping back to what you were just saying. So I, I feel like I had a bit of, this is funny, 16 years in business now, or 10 plus years in business properly now. I, and I feel like only in the last few months, did, did this actual lesson hit me? And it's exactly, you know, I'm not saying anything that you didn't just say here, but just how it hit me. I said to my wife, I said, you know, uh, you know, what's funny, what I've realized is that we, we chase the high, meaning, you know, like this entrepreneurial roller coaster that we always, you know, everyone always talks about. And like, when you're on that part where it's coming down and things feel so challenging, so tough, so hard every day, like you think to yourself, why, why am I going through this? This, this doesn't seem fair. Like, why is it? And you've, you mentioned it earlier, like social media. Why is it when I look at, you know, I look at my peers or people, you know, that I respect, they, everything seems to be going good for them. They seem to be riding the high all the time on this roller coaster. Why do I feel like I'm racing downwards most of the time just to enjoy these little pieces of up? 
And I, I think, you know, what I've realized is, is that that is the game. Like there is never going to be a time where you are constantly riding the high because no. at some point, at some point, there is going to be the next challenge you encounter. And those challenges, what I've realized after all these years, it's taken me all this time to realize something that I should have seen straight from the beginning is there is always going to be a new challenge to face. Always, always like on a daily. And if you happen to have a lucky day where there are little challenges or minimal or even maybe one day there might be no challenge and you can just get in your zone and get things done. That's the rarity. That's the lucky day. The common day is I am taking on challenges day by day, one after another, and I'm successfully going through these and hopefully beating them in the way that I want to. Yeah. And I think that 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 uh, almost, I don't know, fantasy land that we can sometimes get ourselves into the zone of where we believe that it's possible to, to not face any challenges and to have a business that's always plain sailing. I think, unfortunately, even that desire will set you up for a fall. Because you're always going to chase this shiny object scenario that is never going to be realized. And I think the moment that we can all have this 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 change, this shift, this epiphany almost, that really when we're in business, our job is to successfully overcome challenges day in, day out. To me, the game actually gets easier and more fun because you almost look at your challenges as the challenge. It's like, okay, what am I going to beat today? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, there's a meme I, I pulled up because I had read a little while ago that I really liked and it was about, um, it was about everything. Everything is hard. And I, maybe that's not a popular opinion, right? Because I'm not here to spoon feed you something to make you feel good. I'm here to like, oh. hopefully inject a dose of reality into your day. But, well, I just uh, but need it to feel good to be yeah honest. right Oops. well so so here's here's what it says it said uh marriage is hard divorce is hard choose your heart obesity is hard being fit is hard choose your heart <laughs> being in debt is hard being financially disciplined is hard choose your heart communication is hard not communicating is hard choose your heart life will never be easy it will always be hard but we can choose our heart pick wisely Oh, right. You know, well, that's it for today's show. We'll leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Just came here to broadcast a meme to everybody. No, but I, but I feel like there's so much truth in that, that people want to run away from what's hard. And that's why we run towards these shiny objects. Cause we're running away from things that feel hard. But the truth of it is the shiny object is going to be hard too. Yes. That's yeah. the thing you got to recognize. And that's the fastest way that I know to, like overcome mm. the impulsive desire to jump on every single shiny object that comes your way. Cause the reason that you want to do it is because you think it's going to be easy, right? Look at all the people. We talked about them. What month ago, whenever with the GameStop stuff. Oh yes. Right. right? Everyone's like, Oh my God, finally, <laughs> finally something easy. Yes. Uh, no. A lot yeah. of people lost a lot of money. Why did they lose a lot of money? Because it was a shiny object they thought was going to be easy. Turns out it was harder than they thought. Yeah. And they lost a lot of money. Very few people like, you know, got into that and made a ton of money. And that's not even the point of this. It's not about that. It's about no matter what you pick, it's going to be hard. Yes. Right? Yes. 
such a such a good way of looking at it because I think you're right. Like most people wouldn't word something in that way because who wants to listen to that? You know, oh, everything you do is going to be hard. Like, oh, you're depressing. Go away. No, you know, exactly. Like, who what? wants to hear that message? But that's the truth. It that's is the reality. You know, that is what we face. And I think if if more people were just open and honest like that, like, hey, like there is this thing that you can do. And if you work really hard at it and you do so consistently over a longer period of time, then it's quite possible that you could get everything that you want. Yeah. But it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be challenging. There's going to be times you want to quit. There's going to be times where you want to do something else. But if you can find the strength to actually stick at this and do this, then it will be worth it. Yeah. You know, it's well, like, oh, well, that doesn't, oh, but, but this guy over here just told me that actually you're wrong and you're making it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You got to like, you got to put on your, um, your, you know, your, your thinking cap, right? To go back to like grade school. I remember my teacher's like, all right, class, it's time to put on your thinking cap. I was like, yeah. where, where is this thinking cap? I need one. Right. But it's, it's, you know, it's the process of thinking and being like, is this really going to be easier or is it just going to be easier at the beginning because I'm excited about it? Um, and, and, uh, you, what you just said reminded me of a story I heard a long time ago. There's a, a famous violinist, Itzhak Perlman. Um, and he's, you know, been playing the violin for most of his life and he got done with this concerto and somebody from the audience who was very, very moved by the performance came up to him and said, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Perlman, that was, that was the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard. He's like, I would, I would give my life to be able to play like that. And Perlman replied to the guy I have. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Right. Like choose, choose, like choose what you want and go for it. Cause you can have virtually anything that you want, but you can't have everything you gotta, you gotta choose. And so do the thing that that gets you in the direction for what you really want to have, what you want to create, who you want to become. You know, that's what's that's what's so important because every every road's going to be hard. You know, if you if you watched a movie where there was no conflict and like that would be the most boring movie ever. Right. Right. Maybe Superman has kryptonite. Superman has kryptonite, right? Batman has a Joker and the whole other cast of villains like you know, all the, uh, all the Avengers had Thanos. Like this is like, that's a microcosm of how life works. There's challenges that you got to overcome and what you've got to, who you've got to become to overcome those things. And, uh, and people get sucked into shiny object syndrome. I believe at the root cause, because they think there is an easy path. Yes. Oh, they desperately want that to be. They want there to believe, believe that. And you know what the thing is, the person who's, running around trying to find the easy path. Like if we have one person, we both start on year zero. One person's like, this is what I want to create and I'm going to stick with it. And then another person who's like, this is what I want to create. Oh wait, maybe this is what I want to create. No. How about this? This looks easier. <laughs> one year, three years, five years out. The person who's running around chasing all these shiny objects is not going to be nearly as far along as the person who just sticks with it. Very true. Under no circumstances. Yeah, very true. So is there a, I, I think we, I think we got to throw out some more tips. I, okay. I, I think, you know, I think we've, uh, we've talked, we spoke about like, uh, 
certain things as to how to help overcome this, like, you know, getting clear on what, you know, having a strong, compelling driver, acknowledging yeah. that it's going to be hard. I got an, I got another one that I've used and I've, right. I've shared with people and it's been super helpful. So, um, and I learned this from my first mentor, Keith, I have a shiny object file. Oh. Okay. So, so you got to have a place for these things because they're not going to go away. Cause if, if I'd love if, to read your shiny object file, <laughs> you do not want to read my shiny object file. <laughs> it's got all manner of things in there from like the last 10 to 15 years. I go in there sometimes. And I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right, but you, sometimes, I, you sometimes browse down it and think, could I get arrested if this fell into the wrong path? <laughs> um, but the idea, the idea is when you have when you have an idea, you know, something that seems shiny, something that's not aligned with what you're doing right now, capture it, write it down, and periodically, just like you, you know, take a trip to a museum or wherever. You take a trip to your shiny object file and you yeah. go in there and you browse the halls of the shiny yeah. object file. And you know what? And I, I've had this experience too. This isn't just an exercise in like getting things out of my mind. It is that, but it's not just that. It's also, there might be good ideas in there that eventually are strategic and yeah. you should take action on, right? So so the way that I look at it now is I... Uh, I put things in there as soon as I recognize that they're coming up, right? Like, oh, okay. All right. So like case in point, we talked about earlier, we want to do mugs for the show. Yes. All right. That could be cool. I like that idea. Is that on any of my strategic plans right now? No. No. Could I mean, it be? I had it on mine for a few years. <laughs> it's the only thing that I've thought about doing. It's the only reason you've done this show is because you want <laughs> mugs? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> now I can go from my shiny object file to your to-do list and we're good. <laughs> yes. Right. Perfect alignment. Right. But so, so I like, like, it's a good idea. It's not like it's not a good idea, but it's going to go on my, it's going to go on my capture list. And then if it's not something I take immediate action on, then it's going to find its way to the shiny object file. And that's okay because on a quarterly basis, I'm going to go through that shiny object file after I've looked at my plans for the quarter. Like, what am I trying to accomplish? And then I go to the shiny object file and I say, all right, can any of these things in here help me achieve that strategic objective? Right. Great. And that's, idea. and that's the, that's the routine that, uh, that I use that satisfies the desire to like, ah, I want to do something. Yeah. But also stay on course. Yeah, no, I think that's a I think it's a great idea. And we just got a comment there off Jay. He said to store these ideas in Evernote and tag them. So similar, mm -hmm. similar idea. It's capturing exactly capturing the thoughts, capturing the idea, capturing the, the 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 thing that might pull you in this direction, and then basically coming back to it periodically and saying, is it worth doing that thing and being pulled that way? Does this help? Does this serve where I'm going? So yeah, fantastic thing. And I actually have a I actually have a very very similar process. So uh, I have our project management system, and I have a I have a new folder now that's full of different categories of ideas. Because I don't know about you, but I these ideas don't come because you sit down to think of an idea. These ideas come at the most random worst times. You know, I I get ideas when I've just about to go to sleep. I get ideas when I'm just eating. Yeah, I get yeah. ideas when I'm in the shower. I get ideas when I'm in the car and I'm thinking, oh my God, I've got nothing to even note this down. Yeah. Um, 
So I have these uh, different categories now, ideas for ads, business ideas, marketing campaigns, like different ideas. And I capture it all now because um, I, I, I fully have learned more about myself, like what you say. This really is about managing this deep down ugly desire to chase every new thing or opportunity that we come across. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, so what do you say we do a quick break and then we go to the news? Let's do it. All right. We'll see you guys in just a minute. We'll be right back with news with Dean. All right, you guys, we're interrupting this incredible episode to bring you a very important announcement. And that announcement is the new Just the Tips members area. We've created a members area that has trainings right out of the gate from Dean and I on our best strategies to help you grow your business. And many of our guests that we've had on the show have offered to put some of their best stuff inside the members area to help you guys have access to all sorts of content that'll help you grow your marketing, grow your sales, make sure you're staying on top of your business and you can work on your business, not in your business, get more results in less time. I can't even, like the reason you don't even hear Dean right now is he's galloping around the studio on his horse from sheer excitement. Dean, can you please stop galloping for one second and tell our good natured listeners what's going on? Roll that horse. So, uh, <laughs> so if I can slow this thing down, there's only one place you got to go to get all this good stuff. And that is jttshow.com. That's jttshow.com. It's all free. And I think you're going to love it. We will see you guys on the inside of the new Justin Tibbs members area, jttshow.com. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right. Well, there we go. So that's uh a little, uh, little something for you guys. Make sure you go jttshow.com. Dean, what do you got in the news for us? Well, I, I, I just got to just complain about something quickly. Oh, wonderful. Um, That's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just don't know if this is right. Not yet having a news anchor introduction jingle <laughs> video thing. I feel, you know, this is feel- like the most excited. The, 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 the fans are telling me that they turn up to the show purely for news with Dean. They really, um, you've heard that. Yes, and and more uh-huh. recent feedback is they wish you just weren't here. So right, okay. Well, I see. I see. This is <laughs> the news has begun with a, a ambush, um, <laughs> which is fine. And uh, you know, I I honestly thought we were going to have some help from our listeners with the uh, the news with Dean jingle, but they've come up dry. Right. So uh, so okay. I will have to create said jingle, so as to not have to field this complaint in the future. Right. Consider it done. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now, can we get to it? So News with Dean, there was a few things that I was uh, contemplating discussing today. I know some of the uh, some of the great people on the team behind the scenes that help support us with the show. There was a few suggestions uh, that came through all the way from, uh, what was it, Elon Musk uh, and his C- CFO officially changing their title, I hear, to, yeah. to something crazy so we could definitely talk on that in the future if <laughs> when we well, know i want to talk i want to talk about it now i just want to say his cfo's title this guy's a harvard mba and now yeah. he's officially changed his title <laughs> for a publicly traded company from chief financial officer to master of coin, master <laughs> of coin. i love that that's amazing that's like the best title ever that is um, incredible. I th- personally i i can't remember off the top of my head what elon's new title is um, maybe you have it in front of you, but I, I thought Master of Coin. I thought Master of Coin was actually cooler. It was more memorable. I I think it's cooler. I think that's awesome. So Eons is 
the techno king of Tesla. All Tesla. right, you know, techno king of Tesla. Techno I mean, king. Okay. It doesn't it's sound as bad. cool as master of coin. Master of coins, where it's at. Yeah. They, those guys definitely know how to stir things up, don't they? They know how to keep public attention. And they also know how to make a lot of money. I guess the master of coin knows what he's doing. Yes. I guess he sits there and says, I really am the master of coin. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to argue with that, isn't it? He's like, really I'm is. the master of coin. You're like, well, yeah. Okay. I guess you are. Yeah. I got, no I got nothing to say. It's, it's very true. It's very true. Right, well, I don't, don't want to, I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to derail you. Well, no, actually, I've I've hung on to this. This was what I was meant to talk about last week. Uh, not because it's a huge discussion, but actually, I want to see if you if it crossed your radar in the last sort of ten days and what you think of it. So I'm going to say a few pop words. quiz here. I'm going to say a few. I'm going to say five words and see if it actually means anything to you. There okay, are no yeah. other news anchors on the planet who put their co-hosts through this kind of nonsense. <laughs> All right, five words. Women. <laughs> belong in the kitchen what <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> okay i don't know if this will show on the screen can you see this oh burger king did this cross your radar in the last couple of weeks no i hadn't seen that okay so uh obviously as you know we have a cosmetics brand here in the uk which is focused on women um so last week uh, i think it was last week it was international women's day Okay, so International Women's Day, it is what it is. But does that mean you get does that mean you get to celebrate when you dress up as burlesque or like are you not? It's qualified? actually the one day of the year I don't celebrate because I don't want to take all the attention away from right. Okay. You know, all right, that makes sense. One of those situations. Of course. Um, so some bright spark behind the Burger King team, and I mean this must have all been discussed. They must have known what might come of this, but they decided to put out on the social medias. Women belong in the kitchen. On International Women's Day? On International Women's Day. Holy hell. Right? Very quickly and rapidly did this thing go viral. Tens and tens of thousands <laughs> of people sharing it. This on Twitter? This was, I believe, on Twitter. Yes, this was on Twitter. Now, here's, here's the irony, though. It was all part of a strategy of theirs because what they also did, see, women belong in the kitchen was the main post but they followed it up with two separate comments underneath the post Same. that went on to say, if they want to, of course, yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female on female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. Oh man. These guys are clever, huh? Well, clever. Did they catch a lot, they catch a lot of flack for that? Well, here's the thing. How many times do people, do you think, scroll through the comments to find the first comment that was written? Hardly ever. So all most people saw is women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> they stirred the hornet's nest, huh? They, they really, they stirred it, they poked it, and then they kicked it down the street a little bit. Yeah. And they did actually have to uh, sort of come back in the end and make some kind of like a bit of an apology here, like, whoa, we got this wrong. Um, but I question, did they actually get it wrong? Well, you know, it depends on what their objective was. Um, you know, but they surely had to. They surely had to have sat down to get this approved in whatever channels that they would have had to go through. They must have said, this is going to kick off bad. Well, they're, I mean, in all fairness, I think it's like them and Pizza Hut and like a few of these other uh, sort of like fast food um, restaurants that are are pretty like edgy. 
with their social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you said that, I was like, oh man, like I'm, I'm, I hadn't heard it. I'm not incredibly surprised, but at the same time, <clears throat> they get crazy amounts of publicity. Yes. By, by doing something like that. Well, here we it, are speaking about Burger King. Yep. Here we are, right? From a very, you know, a, a short tweet. And th- if you dig into it, their message actually was like kind of positive, but they hooked you. Talk about a hook, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> On International Women's Day, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. That's that's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, but it, I think it's easy when, you know, you, you get all the publicity that you want and like all that other stuff and you're like, all right, all right, I'm sorry. Everyone's like, all right, they're sorry. But you got, you know, millions of people talking about your initiative to actually have more female chefs. Yeah. I don't know. Not, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like so, they uh, say, uh, it's, it's way easier to ask for forgiveness than his permission. <laughs> and it seems like Burger King slipped one under the radar uh, with that. Yeah, very much. I think it's uh, it's not something that I think I could get away with. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? <laughs> no, I I don't think that's my style. Um, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta you know you gotta know your brand. You gotta know what you're going after, and you gotta know your audience. And um, you know, publicity is publicity. Definitely, definitely. But there's a nice little, uh, as much as we joke, like, oh, we couldn't pull off something like that. I think there's a nice little lesson tucked in there in the news for people to maybe, you know, think about these things. How can I stir up in the right way or wrong way, maybe, uh, some controversy that gets attention? You know, ultimately one tweet there and they've created, I don't know, tens of millions of free advertising exposure. Yeah, exactly. They paid exactly zero dollars for that exposure. Exactly. But when you break it down, what they did is they selectively chose their, chose their moment. They chose their message. They had their strategy and they went out and they did it. Yeah. You know, and it got a lot of attention. I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of us, we're, we're almost scared to venture down paths that might be a bit more controversial because of mm-hmm. fear of the backlash. But mm-hmm. I think maybe there's a, a great, a uh, few great lessons there in, in terms of online advertising to, uh, for us all to consider. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, any parting, uh, any parting shots on today's topic or anything else, my friend? No parting shots as such, but awesome to hear. Uh, awesome to read uh, you guys, uh, especially Ben and Jay, getting involved in the chat there. Awesome to uh, hang out with you guys, and I'm sure everybody else listening and watching along as well. Uh, I think you guys get the t-shirts, though, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. There. Make sure you. Uh, we'll get in touch with you guys. Get your details so we can get you those t-shirts. Wear them with pride. Yes. That's my yeah. only request. Yes. Or disgust. Yeah. Either way, be happy about it. Yeah. Even if you want to like, there's a picture of Dean on there. You could cut his face out. You know, that'd be weird, but you could do it if that's what you want to. It's going to be your t-shirt. <laughs> um, anyway, we uh, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Um, tell your friends, your family, leave us a review. We'd love to uh, hear more from you guys. Um, this is uh, This is great. Uh, great episode today, Dean. Yeah, and, uh, I think so. I even liked hanging out with you today. I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel happy. And normally, I come away and I, I cry. Yeah, you know? I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to. I the the customary thing would be to reciprocate that, but I don't feel like lying in front of the public. <laughs> um. So in any case, thank you guys. We will talk to you guys later. See you, everybody. 
Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.